Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 363. Step into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On this episode, we're going to talk about fund category performance of U.S. diversified stock funds for performance through the end of 2017, a three-year average, a five-year average, a 10-year, and a 15-year average. So we're going to be talking about long-term averages of different asset classes. This will help you with your 401k, perhaps. It will help you with determining asset allocation moving forward of your 401k. And it might give you some interesting ideas about trends in performance and what's been happening there. This, of course, comes from Investors Business Daily. So this is strictly U.S. diversified stocks. The first category that I want to talk about is the category that has performed the best on a 1, 3, 5, and 10-year average. And that is the large cap growth category. On a one-year basis, large cap growth stocks were up 29.56. On a three-year average, 11.64 on a five-year average, 15.66, on a 10-year average, 8.43%. They were only beat on a 15-year average by small cap value, which was up 10.7% versus 9.9% for large cap growth. So large cap growth has been the predominant player for the last 10 years, but on a 15-year basis, it was outperformed by small cap value. Now, When I talk about large cap growth, this article breaks down large cap into the S&P 500 index, large cap growth, and large cap core. So the S&P 500 index is going to be made up of the 500 largest companies in the U.S. It's simply the ones that you take their shares outstanding times their stock price And that gives you their market capitalization, and that's what goes into the S&P 500 index. So it is a market-weighted index, meaning the bigger companies have more weight in the performance, and so therefore it does tend to favor certain large companies on a stronger basis. So if that handful of companies, which tend to be what we call the FANGs, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google, etc., those mega companies tended to have more weight in the S&P 500. So if those few companies are doing well, the S&P 500 tends to do better. And if they aren't doing as well, then the S&P 500 doesn't do as well. We had an interesting phenomenon last year because we had over 200 companies out of the S&P 500 that were actually declining last year, and yet the index grew quite healthily, uh, up 21.54%. And that was because of this small handful of companies that was doing extremely well. But the reality was we had 200 companies that weren't doing as well. 
So it can be deceiving to look at just the S&P 500 if you're looking at what is the market really doing. So large cap growth looks at large companies that are faster growers. They're, they tend to be more like healthcare, financial services, technology, biotech, things like that that are fast growers. Large cap core tends to be more of a, a configuration of growth in value, so more of companies that are not just made up of high-flying growth companies, but also of stable, solid value companies that may not be as fast of a grower, but um, together makes up the large cap core sector. We also have multi-cap growth, mid-cap growth, multi-cap core, large cap value, multi-cap value, mid-cap core, equity income, mid-cap value, small-cap growth, small-cap core, and small-cap value, and then a total for U.S. diversified equity. So that's what's really interesting on this chart is when you look at all of those diversified stock categories or what we call asset classes, and then you look at the bottom line, which is the sum total of U.S. diversified equity, you see a very interesting picture. You see that over a one-year basis, it had a very healthy 18.26% return for a diversified equity portfolio. So a combination of small companies, medium-sized companies, and large companies would have provided you an 18.26% return. On a three-year average, 8.45%. On a five-year average basis, a U.S. diversified equity portfolio would be up 12.72% for five years. On a 10-year average, 6.88%, because remember, that's going back from 2017 to 2007. So we had our little problem there in 2008 until 2009, which took away some of that performance. And then on a 15-year average, even with all of the big crash in there from 2007, 8 into early 2009, we still had 15 years of performance of 9.57% excellent performance and something that we always try and use as a rule of thumb that the stock market over time, over the long term, usually returns around a 10% average annual return. So here we have the 15-year average almost right exactly there, just a little bit under at 9.57% per year for 15 years. Excellent returns. And something that is important to have in your portfolio because equities or stocks are what is going to get you to higher compounding rates. And when we talk about the six steps to wealth, we talk about investing in a money engine, certainly stocks are a money engine. And you talk about high compounding rates in step five, and certainly getting to double digit returns of close to 10% or over 10%, as we did on the five-year average at 12.72 or the one-year average at 18.26, are tremendous rates of return and can compound your money and create wealth for you. So you wanna have a percentage of your portfolio in large cap, mid cap, small cap equities. And depending on your age and how much time you have till retirement and your risk tolerance and things like that, it's going to determine how much you have in each one, but you want to have probably the biggest piece of the pie in larger company stocks and then a little bit smaller piece in medium company stocks and then something in small company stocks. You also have room for international 
equities. You also have room for some bonds, shorter term bonds. You also have room for sectors, which I've been covering the top sectors. If if you didn't listen to my last podcast, I talked about where are the top sectors to invest in and maybe consider taking 10% of your asset allocation and putting a sector fund or combination of sector funds in your portfolio uh, as kind of an interesting extra asset class. So these are the things to think about when you're putting together your 401k or you're selecting asset classes in your IRA. You want to have some in large, some in medium, some in small, some in international, some in short-term bonds, some in sectors. You can also add real estate. Some people use that as a separate and distinct asset class. Uh, And it is a sector, but some people are using it as uh, an additional asset class. I just wanted to share with you that large cap growth has had the most tremendous uh, growth for the one, three, five, and 10 year basis. Small cap value again did best on a 15 year basis, but we've had really strong equity returns uh, pretty much in a lot of the asset classes. I mean, we've had mid caps have been extremely strong and we're up 24. 0.76% last year for mid-cap growth, multi-cap growth, so having a combination of different small, mid, large-size companies, 28.04% last year on a one-year basis, so tremendous growth there. Also, small-cap growth last year was up 23.2%, so smaller companies that were fast-growing have been doing very well, and I recommend that you make sure that you have some small companies in your portfolio because they can be, from time to time, the really fast growers, those little speedboats that can outperform the larger tankers that the big companies are. And I also remember back in the year 2000 and up to that point where in the late 90s we had large companies really took over and grew very fast and were where the performance was in the stock market And then we had, of course, a big crash in the year 2000, starting in March of 2000, that went on and didn't bottom until 2002. And it was those big companies that had a difficult time. And so the trends change. And you have leadership that might be large companies now, but that leadership can change to medium or small companies. And that's why you need to have some of all of them in your portfolio because you just need to cover all of the bases and make sure that you have some of everything. So I think this is a really interesting uh, chart. I will post it on my website at lindapjones.com. And while you're there, if you wanna pick up my 11 quick financial tips to boost your wealth, there are 11 quick things anyone can do to get to financial freedom faster. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.